0: So, we are going to get ready to, we're going to prepare our hearts to hear the message today. We've got a special guest speaker. Uh, It's our own elder, uh, who also happens to be the the senior pastor of the Haitian Christian Fellowship. Uh, Come on up, Lidovic, Pastor Lidovic, and um, welcome him. All right. And uh, we're going to just say a prayer together. And... um, Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that we get to hear the word through this dear brother who has shepherded both the Haitian Christian Fellowship for many, many years now, and who has also uh, shepherded this congregation as an elder for many, many years. And we are so grateful. Lord, would you prepare our hearts so that when we receive, when we hear the word, that we would receive that, that, that bread of life that... Uh, strengthens us to keep following you in the wilderness of this world. Uh, bless the word today. Bless our, 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 our brother, dear pastor, as he shares. Uh, bless him so that just exactly what you want us to hear would come out of his mouth. In Jesus'
1: name. Amen. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I think so. You're, right. You're Good. Thank you. Bless you. Yes. Good morning. All right. You know, I'm so glad. I want to say thank you to Pastor Andrew for introducing me. Because uh, anywhere I go, anywhere I arrive, even though they give me instruction on how to introduce myself, I always forgot something. You know, but um, this morning, uh, I don't have to do that again because Pastor Andrew already did that. Thank you. You know, um, let me take that off. All right? I think I'm far enough to six feet, you know? <laughs> yeah. All right. But it's so, I'm so, feel so good, so fresh to see uh, my brothers and sisters face to face again. You know, I remember the last time I preached, it was just me and uh, my brother, um, uh, Rubens, that's my brother Ruben, he was the members, filling all the churches, all the chairs, and then me, I'm over here, you know, but t- today, you know, we got people, uh, the, the house of people, and then plus, we got people online, and I greet you in the name of Jesus, you who are online with us this morning. Um, I want to say thank you to uh, Pastor Steve, who asked me to be here this morning, And also the staff that agree with that. And then who not scared for I not, you know, um, direct the ship, you know, in the wrong direction here. And uh, thank you for that. And then please, I ask to pray for, because it's not safe yet until I'm done, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Also, I want to thank you for your love, and your generosity to us. Last time, uh, we got two brothers that came here and exposed uh, before you the situation of the Haitian people back home. And uh, you act generously, and you act with love. I don't have really word to express myself to you, to my family here, you know, for understanding the situation of our neighbor. Thank you again for that. You know, I, as I said, I don't have word to describe how you acting with love. And this morning, uh, we're going to get to the message but uh, wait for me, because uh, um, Pastor Andrew give me an hour to preach. You know, I prepared for two hours, but he gave me one hour. I have to respect that. Okay? <laughs> no. But, you know, <laughs> we, <are laughs> we have a short time before us, you know, and uh, I know the Holy Spirit is in control. And I want to respect that and follow the lead of the Holy Spirit here. All right, and uh, this morning uh, we are going to the book of uh, Titus, and in Titus, the second chapter, if you have your Bible, go in there with me, or it might be seeing the scripture on uh, also, on overhead here too. Um, I'm going to read uh, quickly. For you, I don't know if I can go quickly because I'm not a quick reader.
2: <clears throat> Titus, all right.
1: Start in verse 11 to the 15. For the grace of God that brings salvation. As appeared to all men, it teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live on self control, upright, and godly lives in this present age. While we, while we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing, appearing of our great God. And Savior Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for Himself a people that are His very own, eager to what is good. These then are the things you should teach, encourage. And rebuke with all authority. Do not let anyone despise you. I like verse fifteen, and I want you to think about verse fifteen on under the, the sermon this morning. Because if you have, <clears throat> if you might, if I might say something that that feel like you know um, uncomfortable, that's because of verse fifteen. Put it on verse fifteen, because it gives me all authority. Right, <clears throat> all right, and then um, this morning, last time when I when I was here two weeks ago, Pastor Steve was preaching on the Book of Acts and talking about you know languages, and I said I heard he said you know you need to learn a new language. I thought you were started because he knew I'm I'm preaching today. I'm going to some Creole too. <clears throat> you know. Um, <clears throat> Get back to this title of this message. I said, now it is time to stand on firm and grace. There's uh, a lot of things to to say in this small, you know, phrase here. Especially when you're talking about, it is. I said it is time. The word time, I could say stand on grace. I'm done with that. But it said it is time. You know, this day, I don't know how, I know you, uh, you, uh, you, you you read a lot, you watch TV or whatever. And no, you see on the time we live right now, it's a critical times. And then also think about time. Time, it's not ours. Time is something the the Lord just you know granted us to managing for Him. But it is not ours. That's why we need to pay attention to times. Because any time at any moment He can come and says, What? You have nothing to say. I give you all this time to think, to to do what you should do, and then what you did with your time." And this morning, I want you to value, you know, times and what you do with your time. Alright? In any any situation, any moment, any time, what you do. I know we, we live in a country, you know where the society is tell us we are busy, we are busy. But what kind of business are you? Are you busy with the one who give you times? are you taking times with you know uh, with the value that the one who own it and then pass it to you to taking care that's one of the things one of the thing on the title of the message i want to point out you know time very important and secondly is the word of firm how you stand in the grace You know, and in this day, you know, it is easy to say, you know, I don't care. How? Thing going. But I believe this morning, the Lord wants you to to care about your life. Grace is, is, is something that, you know, we always define as, you know, a favor of God. Nothing you work for. But this morning, according to what we read in the book of Titus, we're going to see something, and this short verse is here. And then uh, we want to give you a little definition of grace.
2: First of all, we say, and then
1: uh, this, is, this is what we're going to talk. Definition of grace, what grace teaches, and how to stand in grace. I hope I have time to, to run quick on those.
2: First of all, grace, what grace is? Grace is a person.
1: Amen? Grace is a person. Grace speaks just like I stand before you this morning. And then uh, we're going to see, if we look at the titles, it says uh, grace. Teach us. Secondly, grace is a teacher. Grace is an equal and wise teacher.
2: And then, grace.
1: We said that grace is the good news. And the messenger of the good news. Just like Jesus said on uh, Isaiah 60, no, the Lord said, Isaiah said on, on, uh, uh, about Jesus on Isaiah 61, he says, You know, I come to bring the good news. And then Jesus has the good news, bring the good news. And then grace is the good news. The reason we say grace is the good news, if we get back to verse, the first verse on verse 11, that we read there, it says, uh, Grace brings salvation to all. Man, I love that. You know, it bring it bring a uh, deliverance. It brings uh, you know, hope to every single man on the planet, not just for a particular country because it well developed. But he bring it to Haiti as well who have been, you know, in a situation, that long, long situation, a hardship for a long time, its grace is it's extended for every country. Good news. And I hope, you know, you know one day I, I can see all the Haitian people could understand that, you know, they have grace that is valuable for them and embrace that. Grace. Teach Teach, you know, which reach, is everyone and everywhere. If you're talking about unlimited, sometimes we've got unlimited phone, unlimited, you know, this, unlimited that, you know, in a, when, they, when, the, when the people, business people want to get you, they say that's unlimited, this one is unlimited, you know, and then to get your, to get your intention, right? And then if there is unlimited, it is grace. Because it's touching everyone and everywhere, no matter your background. That's what we were talking to you about this morning. Grace. And then on
2: the scripture, it says, you know, grace teach to say no to the
1: ungodliness. And this morning, we're going to see. Wh- I know you know that, but I want to remind you, because that's what the Lord is telling me. I know this message has been preaching here for many times, but, you know, I, I believe the Lord wants you to hear it again. That you hear that grace is available for you no matter where you are. Grace is available for you no matter what your situation is.
2: You know. Grace. Um,
1: the reason uh, we are teaching and preaching and those things, you know, church need to know. And I, when I read the, the, book of, the book of Titus, from the first chapter to the, to the third one, it's a short, it's not something you can read, and probably by the time we get out here, you already finished to read it. But it's got good stuff in it. It's short, but it got good stuff. And if you got this little book and you, and, you know, and, and, and you, you pay attention to it, and then you will
2: please God. Grace. What grace teach? Huh?
1: What does grace teach? You want to know? Yes, we're going to see that. We're going to see it in two ways, because it gives us a positive and a negative. Which one you want first? We're going to say negative first. How is that? But, you know, the, the negative could be a good part, too, because it tells you you know what direction you, not, you should not go. Right? If you, you should not go to that direction, that means you're going to choose the good one. Alright, that's what grace teaches us. You know, first of all, you says uh, you know, there's something that question, first of all, is that like grace teaches us,
2: teaches us. Grace teaches, excuse me. I miss uh, my slide here. I can look at it.
1: Grace teach that God, the Creator, cares. And admires every race. God is care and admires every waste. Where well, I found that? It's in the Bible, right here. Titles 2, verse 11. Look at this to see what it says. Are you with me? See what it says. It says, uh, <clears throat> For the grace of God has appeared. Some of the translations said, "The grace of God is a source that offers salvation to all people, to all people." That means, you know, God, grace. It teaches us that God brings deliverance for all people, no matter who you are, what language you speak. Just like, you know, pastor was saying, you know, praying for that guy who was the doctor that was, you know, um, trying saving his life. And the doctor so humble to say, no, it's not me. It's the Lord. It's the Lord. Yes, to all people. You know, it's not just to a particular people, but to everyone and everywhere. Secondly, God teaches us. God, uh, uh, grace teaches us that God made no mistakes by creating a diversity world uh, geographically, and geographically placing people wherever he pleases. <laughs> it's not me and you, it's not you and me who choose where we want to go. If I live here today, that's because it's God's plan. It is God's plan. That's what grace teaches. You know, in the book of Acts, Acts 17, verse 26, this is what it says. It says, uh, "For From one man, there is some translation said, says one blood. It says from one man, he made uh, all nations. From one blood, from one man, he made all all the nations. That they should inhabit their whole earth. And uh, he marked out their appointed times in history and uh, the boundaries of their land. That's God who did that. It's not me and you who choose to born in America or choose to born in Haiti. God is the one uh, who did it. And then now, you know, you can't give God the limit on what he wants to say to his people. You know, the Bible said the earth is the Lord and everything in it. Amen? And then we belong to God and the earth belong to God. God do whatever he wants to do with his people. Yeah, What God? You know, grace uh, teaches... Believers and the Lord Jesus, and the Lord Jesus and the believers and the Lord Jesus, to say how to say no to the ungodliness and the worldly passion. You know, after you receive Jesus as your personal savior, you know it seems like grace opened the door for you to get in, but after that, grace follow you to the womb of teaching where he gonna, you know, teach you, you got a class, you know, where he gonna teach you what the choice that you make, the decision that you take, you know, it's not just, you know, you, you you'd say, oh, Lord Jesus, I receive you in my heart, that's all. Yes, I, I, that's the first point, that's the first part. But the second part, he go to teach you how to live. To know the choice that you make, to know the person that you choose to follow. And that's what, you know, grace did.
2: But, uh,
1: Titus 3, 9 says, you know, but avoid, avoid uh, foolishness, controversy, and the gene- gene- genealogies, and argument, and quarrel about the law. Because those are unprofitable and useless. Carolling, you know, some kind of word that we use, some kind of email that we send to others. Be careful, because some of them, they're useless. There's some word that you use, you know, the Bible, you know, said we need to be careful because they are useless. Why we have to waste time into something that's unprofitable? That's not getting nothing. You know, and then uh, it says, uh, to fear. Uh, Proverbs 8, Proverbs 8, 13. If you want to be on the the class of the Lord, you know, where where grace is teaching. It says that the fear of the Lord is the hate of evil. If you, you know, have fear for God, you're already on the way, on the, on the good path because you're not, you're not taking, you know, you're not taking friend with things that's not pleasing God. You're not going to treat your brother and your sister, you know, the way you shouldn't. Because you know God is not, God is not into it, and then you're not going to do it either.
2: Grace,
1: what grace teach. I'm going to touch a point. Maybe this day you heard that word over and over. But, uh, you know, I'm not bringing it because I feel like, you know, battle question fellowship is of it. But uh, I'm telling you what grace is teaching or what is not, Okay. First of all, it says, uh, ungodliness and worldly passion are diseases for lives of Jesus' believers.
2: This is, for example,
1: this is some symptom. This one, this one we heard it so often this day. But that's, not, that's, that's not true. So often we heard this word. But I don't know. Questions, if we are, if we have this one in us, too. Racism. Racism. So, oh, let's back, let's back. Before racism, this is this one. Partiality. That's a word maybe the new generation might not too, you know, familiar with. But, you know, the word partiality means favoritism. I think you might be more, you know, to this word favoritism. You know, you know partiality is uh, racism, prejudice, discrimination, and injustice. But, you know, when, when uh, the Lord is teaching us about, you know, justice, Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness or his justice. You know, but here, you know, you found some people who are in a class of grace. To have this kind of setup in you, that means you know you're not learning yet. Or this morning, it's a time we start saying, now I'm going to pay attention to the Holy Spirit, you know, to the class of grace. You know, because those things cannot be on a people who are following Jesus. Jesus said no. Say no to this thing. If somebody say, you know, I don't care when you do something right for your brother, you know, don't listen to that voice. Because you should care. should care. Partiality. But the Bible said, 2 Chronicles 19.7. 2 Chronicles 19.7, it says, this is what it said. Now... Let the fear of the Lord be on you. Judge carefully, for with the Lord our God, there is no injustice or partiality or bribery. You know, there is none of this thing. Why, if my father don't have them, where I found them? I have to reject them as well. You know, I don't have, you know, I have to have what my father have. I have to have what my God has, you know. I can't really, you know, fit myself with something that he's not teaching me. And then for you who take note, take Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, you know, um, 10, verse 12 to 22, you can see, you know, what, you know, Moses tell the people. He said, he remind the people, remember you were foreigners. Remember you were in Egypt, you know, and then now be careful how you're treating people. And then God is the God of justice. If you're unfair to people, God will punish you. You know, and then that's why, you know, we as a church today, we have to stand what the grace is teaching us. Because we have to stand in the truth and defend the truth. Amen? Yes. And then the second word, you know, I got for you is racism. What racism? Racism is a problem of heart, not skin. It's a problem here. Look at what Matthew, what Jesus said in Matthew, Matthew 15, 17, 20. He says, do you see... Whatever enters in the mouth and goes into the stomach and then out of the body. But the thing that comes out of a person, mouth, comes from their heart. Where it come, come from? Their heart. Listen what comes from their heart. And does defile them. thing that comes from heart. Defile them. Listen, for out of their heart come evil thought murder, adultery, sexual immorality, self, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what defile a person, but eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. Okay, you remember when the Pharisees, that he's talking about what the Pharisees does. You know, they tell one thing and then they do another thing. And then now they see Jesus and the disciples who eat without, you know, take water and wash their hands. And then they start judging that. And that's why Jesus brings that, that message here, that passage here, you know, to tell them, you know, what coming in is not what makes you unclean. And what you put out. And then this is, it says uh, the list of the things that we would, you should say no to them. It said, say no to murder, say no to adultery. You know what is those? You know what those things mean. This day, murder—that's a—that's a word we know. We know all definition for it because uh, by the, by by tonight, you turn on the street, you heard somebody just take the life of others. You know and it's repeating just like going like crazy that's why I said I said earlier you know it's a time to stay in grace cuz you don't know if you get out here if you going to get home we live in a critical time church it's a time to pay attention to your life how you are in the lord you know and then uh, the thing it says uh, the, the murder adultery sexual immorality that's not me. It, I don't know if you said that in your, in your Bible. But it, it, is, it is God's word that I'm reading for you. I'm just reading them. But uh, watch yourself. How you bring your life. You know, today you don't have to go outside. You don't have to go out to get some of this list. In your bed where you lay down. With the little equipment that you have in your hand that's so useful. But sometimes you use it for destroying your own self. Be careful, church. Nobody watch you. Pastors don't see you. But uh, you know yourself and the one who created you and who teach you to say no to the ungodly.
2: All right? Um.
1: Grace. Talking about, you know, they're not the words, you know. I'm gonna quick here because the time is seem like it's running so quick, you know. Hypocrisy, what hypocrisy? I know, let me go quick, you know. Whoops, it seems like hypocrite. Somebody, yes, Bob George said this one about hypocrite. Hypocrite is not an imperfect person, but hypocrite is an actor and a pretender. What makes Pharisees uh, hypocrites was
2: not their fault. It
1: was uh, their pretense that were righteous. It was uh, teaching one thing and doing another. People who were hiding in uh, real people. Excuse me. People who were hiding in uh, real self. Always acting, but always pretending never being real. That's you know, always just like you know, they always got a mask just like we live today. You know, but the real person, sometimes if you didn't know somebody, when you see it this day, you don't know who you're talking about with you, even though you know you might know, but with that mask, sometimes you know, there's a lot of people you work with them, you don't know if they are if they are that person. Because of that mask. And that's what, you know, you know hypocrisy does. It's, it's, it's covering himself. You know, it's covering. That's what happened. And then also, the other one is, uh, that's what, you know, the Bible said to say no to those things. Gossip. Ooh. Another one. What gossip? I'm just saying for you, you
2: know, it's It's a letter. It's a little.
1: It's killing. It's destroying. It's dividing. You know, sometimes you got a good friend you try to bring relationship with, and then later on somebody just, you know, take this some, some, some little word from you, little word from there, and then come in, in the middle. And then later on you see we're going like this. Church, we need to know how to stand in the truth, Or we can avoid gossip. Talking behind others. Don't telling the truth in in front. And sometimes you even think you tell the truth and then it's not truth. And then he says, God hurt those things. He says, uh, There is six things the Lord hurt. And seven are detestable to him lofty eyes, lying tongue, hand that that, that shed innocent blood. Heart that divides that uh, wicked scheme, wicked Feet that are quick to, to rush into evil. False witnesses. And then a person with tears of conflict in the
2: community. You know,
1: I remember, you know, Bill, Bill Hybels. You know, he's a, a good guy that I... I like him, but you know, some of you might know what happened about him. But he says something. He says, uh, he said, um, local church is the hope of the world. But if the church, if the local church is the hope of the world, it's the, the hope of the world. We should you know declare the truth, which teach the truth, thing that the Bible saying you know to not. Do and then the uh, church also have to make effort, you know, to embrace what God wants us to embrace. I'm going to quickly uh, mention some of them, some of the good parts. That how we can stand, how we can stand firm on the truth. My time is over here. I'm going to. Read so quickly for you. First of all, offer yourself completely to God. Offer yourself completely to God. Just like Paul said in woman 12, verse 1, he says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, pleasing to God. This This is the true and proper worship. If you want to say no to the ungodliness and then say yes to God by offering yourself, your heart, your mind, your spirit, and your body to Christ, you know, and then you will stand firm in the grace. Secondly, seek Take the will and the purpose of God for our lives daily. You know, if you got practice that, if you got, if you remain on that, if you rehearse all in that, you know, and then you will not be friends with the thing that's not pleasing God. That's what me and you need to do. Do not confirm to the parting of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then uh, you will be able to, to test and approve what God's will is. His good and pleasing and perfect will.
2: Thirdly, fix
1: your eyes on Jesus alone. I know Pastor, Pastor Andrew was talking about that last Sunday. On the book of Hebrews. In the book of Hebrews, it he says, You know, fix your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and uh, sat down at the right hand of the throne. Fix your eyes exactly. In God, And then in on, on verse 1 there, he says the thing we need to, you know, throwing away. Some sin that we need to send far away from us. We cannot send them far away if our eyes is not on Jesus. We should put our eyes on Jesus and then we can we're going to avoid the thing that's not pleasing him. You know, having, a, having fear, you know, having fear. In reference for God, the Bible said the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. We just read that. And then also, and um, we found Isaiah 33, give us a key, you know, about the fear of the Lord. It says that He will He will be sure the foundation of your times.
2: You are there. He
1: will be the sure foundation for your times. A rich store of salvation. In wisdom and knowledge, the fear of the Lord is the key to his treasure. Do you want something? And God, seek for the fear of the Lord. Having fear for the Lord, you know, we got a reverence for him, you know, respect him, obey him. That's what fear meant. It's just like the Lord said, you know, uh, to, to Abraham, Abraham, give me your son, the one you love, the only son, burn it, kill it and burn it. Woo. That's not an easy that's not an easy, you know, assignment. Kill it and Bernard, the only one. You not have choice. The only one. But the Bible said, Abraham, get up and do exactly what the Lord is telling him to do then when we read on Genesis 22. But after that, the Bible said, you know, the angel come and talk to, and talk to Abraham and say, Abraham, because you do this, I will bless you. I saw that you have fear for God. The fear of God is obedient. It's a willingness to sacrifice yourself even when you don't understand what's going on. Okay. Um always remember the incredible promise of Jesus. Always remember the incredible promise of the Lord. What he says, you know, Titus just said. You know, in John 14 say that too. Titus said, while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearance of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. In John 14, 14, 1-3 says, Do not let your heart be troubled. You believe in God and believe also in me. My father's house has many womb. If that's where not so, Would I have told you? Would I have to lie to you? If I will not be back? And this morning, I want you to pun on that. I want you to fix, you know, your heart into that statement here. That Jesus is coming back. No matter what situation you're facing, no matter what problem you are in, no matter what you know you are dealing with it, always remember that Jesus is faithful and his promise, and he will do it. He will be back for sure and take us out from this ugly world. If you don't remember anything on the sermon, take this one and meditate on it daily. We are going to finish here because of the time. I have a question for you. How do you stand in grace? Are you standing firm on that foundation, that Jesus is the foundation? When will you decide to stand in grace? Today
2: or a year later?
1: If you are not in grace yet, this morning I invite you. Standing on grace. You don't have to pay nothing for it. You don't have to come in and say, "The Pastor, this is how many things I did. I don't think I can stand there. You don't have to do that. Jesus already taking care of that. The only thing you need to do, just be obedient and say, Lord Jesus. And you don't even need to get out on on your place where you sit down. You can sit down wherever you are and talk to him right now. And say, Lord, I want to be on that grace. And I want to stand on it. I turn my life to you. My life was a mess. But Lord, I heard that you are the hope. You are the healer. You are restore. restorer. You can, you know, rebuild me. And Father God, I turn my heart to you.
2: Remember that Jesus is coming soon. Remember that Jesus is coming soon. May God bless you.